Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Worcester Culture Watch, a podcast connecting you with the local culture scene in Worcester. Arts, entertainment, music, and more. Worcester Culture Watch, from the Worcester Telegram and Gazette. Hello and welcome to Worcester Culture Watch. My name is Victor Infante. I'm the entertainment editor for the Worcester Telegram and Gazette and the content editor for Worcester Magazine and the, believe it or not, I am the shoe size expert for the Gardner News. <laughs> Good, they really I, need that up there. They do, they yeah. do. Especially, you know, it's like, you know, it's like that and the big chair and that's pretty much all that's happening in Gardner. <laughs> I'm going to get cards and letters. Yeah. Oh, goodness gracious here. Those people in Gardner are very prideful. It's, it's true. It's yeah. true. This has been kind of one of those weeks where normally people would say Mercury is in retrograde, but Mercury is not actually in retrograde right now. So the things that are going on are just our own dang fault. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wouldn't go that far. Some they're all, they're, They are human beings' they own dang fault. Right. Um, yeah. Yes. Um, it's, it's, been a, it's been a week of chaos. It has the, been a week of the, chaos. The and these are the things that happened. If you picked up our fall arts preview today on a newsstand, um, you might have noticed that the last four pages are actually actually reprinted from earlier in the pay in the paper mm-hmm. um that is um well there was a production error at yes. our printer um they caught it in time for it to not be inserted in the telegram and gazette so you'll get a correct one in the newspaper tomorrow unfortunately the incorrect ones are on the newsstands but hey it's free so you know what do we do yeah right <laughs> at least we're not trying to charge you for it <laughs> You know, somebody somebody was joking on Facebook today about it, and they were saying they were saying um, hey, it's it's a collector's item. I'm like, it's going to charge for go for ten times the cover price on eBay. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> because math jokes, right? Math jokes are where it's at. Yeah, the uh, the 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 butt of that joke is zero. Exactly, yeah, right. exactly. If people are not getting their math jokes, then we, <laughs> our public education system has failed them. Right. Okay, we're getting slap happy here. Um, we've got. A, we're going to talk a little bit later about some of the fall arts preview. We're going to be talking to Richard Duckett about what's going on at the Hanover Theater and its upcoming Broadway series, which is always popular. Um, I wrote a little bit about um, Joyner Lucas's big hip hop show opening for um, Chris Brown at the TD Garden in Boston, and some other hip hop happenings around the area, mm-hmm. and. You put, chained your fo- laser-like steely focus on, <laughs> on something happening at the Sprinkler Factory. Yes, Why don't you that's tell right. us a little bit about yeah, that? Yeah, I, my, my laser focus uh, <laughs> was on uh, John Pagano, a local artist who is in the uh, – he, his work is sort of uh, what you call uh, abstract expressionist. So like think like Jackson Pollock and you're like 90% of the way there. Mm. Uh, and – he has a gallery open at the sprinkler factory of about 40 pieces. Uh, and that's open until the end of the month. 
Uh, and that's, uh, I think the gallery hours are, it's in the story, but the gallery hours are like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, something like that. Uh, and the sprinkler factory is very cool. If you haven't been there, you should definitely go there and check it out. And, uh, I, I wanted to do this story because I'm just sort of, um, like just intensely jealous of, uh, of visual artists and because I could never do it. And I really like picking visual artists' brains. Yeah, no, I like I, I was saying earlier, I, I tried my hand at art early. I, I wanted to draw comic books, right? And I could draw robots with guns, but you could kind of only tell it was a robot with gun if you squinted really hard <laughs> at it. I was it's like at a second grade level, right. but I was in high school, so it was not a good look. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I stuck to writing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Writing and, and music. I'm oh, visual. see, that's one up on me because I can't even do the music. Vi- I tried. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, I think it's easier to do music than, than most things. Uh, uh, fair enough. <laughs> but anyway, no. So I really, I really enjoyed talking with. Uh, with John, he's got an interesting mind, and there's a, a lot of really good quotes in this piece that I, I love. And his his the the idea the 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 one that really stuck out to me is how he sort of referenced the progression of his work as like the progression of someone's signature. Mm. Like you don't think about it, but it does get gradually different your through the course of your entire life. Like you just it it's like it gets more abstract from the printed name and more unique to you at the same time, which I think is an interesting like huh. sort of analog or comparison to like the kind of art that he does because it is a little bit autodidactic. It is sort of like comes from a subconscious place. So I think that um, that is an interesting thing to explore mm-hmm. uh, and something that you can't really explore uh, with writing unless you're going to do, you know, like a stream of consciousness thing, mm. which... Uh, I don't know. It's not for me. I'd, I'd rather see it than read it. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Though it's funny because, like, sidetracking a bit because um, we have a f- series a feature we run every other week um, when Janice Harvey's not in the mm-hmm. paper called Poetry Town, and yeah. I ask poets from around the city. You know, pretty respected. You know, working right. poets. We're not. We're not just like putting up a shingle and pu- publishing anything. Yet. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, these are all by request. Mm-hmm. And um, usually I've asked them to be poems about or inspired by Worcester. And in some way. In some yeah. way. Um, and to date, they have all been things that people have had around in one form or another. You know, maybe they edited it a little for us, but it's a poem that they had in the drawer. Right. Um, poet Ashley Wonder sent us a poem called The Woo Poem, <laughs> um, which she actually wrote for us. Nice. Well, so this is a brand new poem. I didn't know that she wrote it for us. That's, she actually wrote great. it for us. It's a contrapuntal poem, which I would not normally publish because it is very difficult on um, layout. Yeah, right. Um, I, if you're out there and you're looking at Ashley's poems, you're probably thinking that you want to send us someone like this. Don't, <laughs> um, please, because right. um, Ashley can get away with it because she's Ash- Ashley Wonder and she is amazing and she is one of the better known poets in the city. 
No, I would I would not be put anybody <laughs> put our production people through any of this for anybody else. It was hard. Yeah, I'm sure. If I you'll mean, notice online, it's like we don't actually just have text HTML text like normal right. story. We had to put a graphic up because right. we cannot retain her formatting <laughs> on our website. Yeah. So, so this was this was hard, but it was worth it for her. It's worth it. Right. For nor- guy off the street, not not worth it. For <laughs> Ashley Wonder, it's worth it. Right. But um, yeah, that's a sort of with that's also sort of in that abstract expressionist line. For, yeah, for sure. Line where you're, it's sort of like so. It's kind of interesting that we ended up with two art, you know, focusing on two artists. Yeah, that in, are in, in different ways. I've I'm not familiar with the the name of that. The what is it called? Ashley Wonder. No, Contrapuntal. Uh, oh wow, yeah, that's a. Uh, it's when Absolutely. it's in two columns, and you can read it down, or you can read it across. Right. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard that concept before. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, I just, you know, I don't know. But uh, yeah, I, I, I love it. I, I think that the, um, the, the poetry, poetry town is a great new addition to the magazine. It's, it's cool to get uh, some poetry. Yeah, it's funny because it there was you know poetry used to have a pretty big role in Worcester magazine like back in the day. You know, back when you know Karen Sharp was uh-huh. writing for writing for us, and she was a big advocate of getting you know poems into the paper and it's one of those things that kind of fell off off the year yeah. over the years you know as different editors valued it less and less and you know i've got you know if most people know that i have a second career in poetry yeah. outside of here but um but yeah it was not actually my idea to put this in it was dave nordman our executive really? editor interesting well, I, didn't I, mean, know, I, I just assumed it was you i didn't even yeah think to ask. no no yeah nordman came in and he we were talking he's like yeah, maybe we should think about putting poetry in the paper again. And I'm like, well, I wasn't going to bring it up because I thought I would just get stared down. But yeah, right. Since you have opened the door and you are my boss, we are going to go for this with gusto. But I didn't want want to open up the floodgates of right. of open submissions because those are hard. Yeah. Those are hard. Yeah. I, I run an online literary journal and it's hard. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're, to be constantly rejecting people – yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so right now we are only doing poetry by invitation only right by request by request um we are more open with visual visual arts we have a section in here where we focus on regular on art visual artists from around the city and back to visual arts and back to our fall preview um you mentioned the Sprinkler Factory, and mm-hmm. that, that is an amazing venue. And if, again, if people have not been there, they really need to. They're doing some really fantastic work up there. It's been a really busy time for visual arts around here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, there's, a, bunch of, uh, there's a bunch of openings. Yeah. yeah. So Worcester Art Museum, of course, just mm-hmm. got its very large grant that, was in, you know, that we have reported earlier in the Telegram and Gazette. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've got things going on. Um, the Arts Worcester has recently moved to its space on Portland Street uh-huh. in the Davis Building, and Arts Worcester has always done fantastic work here. And they that that move seems to have really breathed some life into even more life into what they're doing. Right. So that's always good. Yeah, and it's 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 an exciting time in Fitchburg Art Museum. And I did a story on the arts a while back, and everybody was telling me was telling me that Fitchburg Art Museum is where it's at. They're the ones that are, they are the ones that I've are cutting, heard that cutting too. edge. Yeah. And I, I have not actually been to the Fitchburg Art Museum. Neither have I. It's hard for, I'm, it's, I'm a hermit. 
I'm a hermit. <laughs> I, I, I spend like 15 hours you know, working on this thing or something yeah. ridiculous like that. And then I go home and watch America's Got Talent. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, know. <laughs> you know, it, it's, I try. I try to get out. But, yeah, so there we go. Um, we will probably not have a um, podcast next week okay. because of scheduling issues. But do you have anything else coming up that we should just no, I, I think that, to you? no, I think that this is the this is the week to uh, you know pick up or just go online, and we've got a pretty good roster of things for you to check out in Worcester. A lot going on, and Worcester Magazine is the place to find out about it. And there you are. We have maybe we we highlight more than fifty individual events in there, and that's barely scratching the surface. We had to yeah. leave so much on the cutting room floor just for space. Right, right. So, that's great. That's a good problem to have. It, it really is. Yeah. It's an exciting city. It's an exciting It's an exciting time to be here. So please, please check it out. All right. We're going to leave you here with a song by the casters, and we'll be back in just a few minutes.
right, we're back, and you have been listening to My Second Wife by The Casters. You can check out my review of The Casters' new album in this week's Worcester Magazine, and of course on both Telegram.com and WorcesterMag.com. I am in the studio now with entertainment reporter Richard Duckett. Hi, Richard. How are you doing? I am good, thanks, Victor. Excellent. And we're going to talk a little bit about what's coming up at the Hanover Theatre for the Performing Arts well, yes, the Hanover Theatre's 2019-20 Broadway series is about to get underway um, with the musical Beautiful, the Carol King story. Uh, I mean, the Carol King musical, I should say, uh, coming for a run on September 26th through September 29th. And um, it does tell Carol King's um, early story. Um, she was a very precocious songwriter, Married to Jerry Goffin, they were a phenomenal songwriting team. It's amazing the number of uh, songs that they wrote together that you wouldn't necessarily associate with them, but have heard in other contexts, Especially like uh, Up on the Roof, for example, or or um, When You Still Love Me Walking Tomorrow. Walking in the Rain, We Still Love Me Tomorrow. You know, they were they they, they were astonishing, and then um, they broke up. And Carol King had a very successful solo career, with um, highlighted by the album Tapestry, which everybody seemed to have um, when it came out. And it's, uh, I, I think almost everybody still—it's just one of those albums that magically appears in your collection, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even if you don't remember buying it. So, so, the, so the musical tells the story of those years. Um, it's set mostly in in a, in. in uh, an office building where, which is quite, which was famous, and probably still is there, um, for having songwriting teams in mm. the fifties, sixties, and the musical um, deals with with um, Carol King and Jerry Goffin, and also the friendship that developed between a rival sort of uh, songwriting team of uh, Barry Mann and Cynthia Wheel, who also um, wrote a number of. Um, Amazing uh, songs um, that you wouldn't necessarily associate with their names, but you would. You've lost that loving feeling with the Righteous Brothers, for example, and that was um, that was that was one of theirs. And uh, they were friends, rivals, and um, and that's how the uh, musical unfolds. It's been a very popular musical. Opened on Broadway, two thousand fourteen. Actually, it's a about to close on Broadway, finally. Um, October 27th is the final performance on Broadway. But the tour is going strong, um, hitting a lot of places. And Worcester will be early. Um, first time it's been to the Hanover Theatre. Excellent. Well, it's it's great that we get you know productions like this so the coming touring this way. And, of course, this is the opening of the Hanover Theatre's Broadway series this year. Yeah, yeah. So there are, it's a seven-show series. has been for several years now. When it started out, um, I think it was just three shows, and then it grew to yeah. five, six, and now seven seems to be a number that seems to work. Um, uh, as, as Broadway series go, if you compare it to other cities, it compares very favorably. And it gets, it, it gets some, you know, very popular shows in there and, you know, some shows that are on fairly recent tours as like this one. Yeah, so um, following up um, Beautiful, um, the, there's a play from England 
called The Play That Goes Wrong mm -hmm. coming up on October 31st, um, which, um, uh, as it might suggest, is, is, is about uh, a theater. It's a play within a play, really. It's about the, the opening night of a, of a murder mystery, uh, the murder at uh, Havisham Manor uh, is, uh, is, is what they're trying to put on, this, this theater group. But... Um, but lines get forgotten, props start falling from the wall, and uh, so uh, a, I love shows like that. Yes, <laughs> yes, and uh, it's, it, it won it's won awards in England. Uh, it won the 2015 Laurence Olivier Award for Best New Comedy. So that'll be here October 31st to November 3rd, and then um, fresh off of Broadway is a Bronx Tale, um, which is a musical setting of um, of the movie, which some people regard as a classic, um, about a young man in the 1960s who must choose between the father who raised him and the local mob boss figure, who father figure who fascinates him. Uh, Robert De Niro has had a hand in directing the musical as, as well. He also, of course, directed the movie and played the role Indeed. of the father. And um, it had a good run on Broadway, and now it's on tour. Um, Lu Lu Luciana Giametta, uh, who um, I'm sorry, Lucia Giametta, who uh, is from Worcester originally. She was in the original Broadway show. Um, Excellent. Um, so, um, there's always a Worcester connection. There's always, yeah. Well, I, I, well, we, I, I, not only was there, but we, we wrote about it. So, <laughs> so, uh, so uh, then coming up, um, uh, in March is Rod Dahl's Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, um, which includes songs from the original Willy Wonka film, um, such as I've Got a Golden Ticket, Pure Imagination, and The Candyman. Um, One of my all-time favorite movies. I've never seen it on stage, but actually, this will always be – that's a, the original Gene Wilder will always be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the Gene Wilder definitely is the best movie version. Yeah, not so much the Johnny Depp version. No, no, yeah. I agree, yeah. Then there's an interesting, relatively new show called Bandstand, which is coming up also in March, March 19th to 22nd, about a group of veterans who come back home to the United States after World War II, struggle to fit into their old lives, but form a band to compete in a national patriotic radio contest in New York City. So, um, sounds... It was interesting, won a Tony Award. And then um, in April, An American in Paris is a recent adaptation of the classic movie um, ah. that starred Gene Kelly. And, and it has uh, Gershwin numbers like I've got, I Got Rhythm, Man I Love, They Can't Take That Away From Me. Uh, it won four uh, Tony Awards in 2015. And then rounding rounding out the series, um, Miss Saigon in May, um, celebrating now thirty years since its debut. Been that uh, long? I, I remember yeah. seeing that in the West End when I was in college in London. There's some some question these days about what you know how politically uh, correct it is. Um, so, but apparently, 
this is a revived, uh, revised version. So um, that is that was was revived in 2017. So uh, apparently, it's addressing some of those issues. Although I think there is still some lingering controversy, um, but but it'll come with. Um, Stunning spectacles and sets, probably a helicopter. So, the helicopter, uh, yeah. that 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 is, of course, the the iconic scene from the play. You yes, know, when the helicopter yes. comes down from the you know from the ceiling, and yeah, that 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 I have trouble seeing that at the Hanover. So I'll be really excited. yeah, well, yeah, we'll have to look out for a loading truck uh, on uh, <laughs> May twenty six. I think. Um, so. oh, oh, excellent. That sounds like a looks like a great season coming up there just a really exciting season too with lots of interesting things and of course we're going into a strong october theater season around with lots of murder and spookiness coming <laughs> for the holiday so. yeah yeah there's a lot a lot coming up in october <laughs> musically um we got got um Audra Audra McDonald about to about to open uh, music Worcester and then um the Melbourne Symphony Orchestra is coming. Uh, yeah, here. I saw that. Now, um, they uh, a, a, their conductor for the tour is, is Sir Andrew Davis, who's famous in England. So, mm-hmm. um, so he's gone out to Australia and probably uh, whipped them into shape. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, the guest pianist will be Garrick Olson, mm-hmm. who. Um, actually, one of his first big concerts as a young man uh, was in Worcester, believe it or not, and um, he, um, yeah, I think he performed here when he was about 15, and then he was invited back here at the age of 19 to p- play in Tuckerman Hall with the Massachusetts Symphony Orchestra. Mm. On both of those occasions, he played Beethoven, and when, he, when he's with the Melbourne Symphony Orchestra, he'll be playing Beethoven's piano c- concerto number four. Oh, so, well, there um, we are then. So um, he should uh, he should know he should know the terrain pretty well. Well, excellent, and we've you know we have a pretty busy pop music season also coming up with acts ranging from the Avid Brothers to Ario Speedwagon and a pretty packed local schedule too. So people should definitely check out our calendar in the Worcester Magazine, particularly um, in the version that is going to be in the Telegram Gazette on Friday. That will be a longer version of the calendar than appears in the print version today. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so we have a lot going on there. And anything yep. else we should? Well, we've got some good stories coming up, so stay tuned. Excellent. Well, all right. Well, that wraps up another Worcester Culture Watch. We'll be back in a couple weeks. In the meantime, thank you and good night. Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. 
Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.